and welcome to Comic Book Lessons Extra. I'm your resident comic book nerd, Beth, and today's discussion, if you can tell, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm still not exactly 100%, but I'm better than I was, you know. I'm not coughing as much, I'm not sneezing as much, so if I do sneeze a couple of times, it's normal, I'm not no longer with a well, I'm recovering from my cold, but you know what I mean. Everybody sneezes, everybody coughs. But anyway, so today's discussion. Now, today's discussion, I forgot to record because I did have a guest for it. But me, because I didn't have permission from the guest in question, um, I didn't get to record it. Plus, I kind of forgot anyway. Um... Today's discussion is the legacy of Captain America and, like, the importance of the legacy of Captain America. And so I'm going to start with with this for this discussion. How many Captain Americas can I name? Because there's nine in the na- main co- that are considered canon in the 616 universe. I can name... <sighs> I'd miss Carrie when I did this with my guest... Um, I named about six. So there is the original Captain America, Steve Rogers. Um, Bucky Barnes. Um, Isaiah Bradley. John Walker. Some might not consider John Walker Captain America, but in canon, he is in canon known, you know, Shown to have been Captain America. But anyways, how many am I on? Four. Um, Sam Wilson and William Burnside. There's three more, but I I researched this, but I cannot remember their names for the life of me. Um, but I, I don't think they're can really important. Um, I think... There were certain versions that were picked for for the movies and for, you know, TV series. I watched, like, the movie. We've, me and this guest, who I forgot to record with and everything, have watched the MCU movies, the Disney Plus t- shows together. And um, we kind of discussed, had some interesting discussions, but I'm not really going to go back to that much. Because I did forget to record it because I am a complete and utter idiot in that way. Um, anyways, um, as I mentioned, I named six. Um, I've just named six. Um, who do I consider the most important? I don't, I forget about William Burnside because, um, I don't consider him important because... Is he really one that comes to your head when you think of Captain America's? Not really. Um, Bucky, I think if he... He was only Captain America for, like, two years in the comics. Um, but I feel if he had been Captain America longer, I think he could have been important. 
And I think that is why we've not seen her as Captain America in live action, in animation, in anything like that. I think that's kind of why we've... And that kind of narrows it down to the most important... Who I feel are the most important foursome. Um, Steve Rogers, John Walker, Sam Wilson and Isaiah Bradley. Now, when I analyse these characters... I do see a lot of similarities, like, what, I'm going to be kind of comparing Steve and Isaiah here, at this point. Um, Steve and Isaiah are basically, they're like the good and bad of the same spectrum, if you will, of being super soldier serums, of the super soldier serum program, because Steve saw the glamorous side that a white man would have saw back then. Isaiah had to go through the difficult side of it because he was a black man. I'm going to... Now, the friend that I did this with mainly talked about, the you know, what happened in the MCU and all that. But because I have more comic book knowledge, no offence to her, um... I kind of wanted to put my input into it. Um, Isaiah, to me, <clears throat> had it tough. He was sh- he had been shown the dark side to what it was like to be a super soldier in the 1940s, 50s, something like that. I think it was 1940s. I do get confused sometimes. I it's been a while since I read red white and black, but I had to reread it to do this discussion and remember things because I don't want to miss out details. And if I do, I apologize from the bottom of my heart because when I every time I read red white and truth red white and black, I cry. Because it's quite emotional to read. It's a difficult read. It's not one that you can go, he he's kicked their asses. Look at that. No. It has a deeper meaning. It has a deeper story. You know. And but the reason I compare Steve and Isaiah here is because while Steve was a white man who was bullied for his height and being weak, but when he got the serum, he was praised and shown as a hero. But he was never forgotten about. And he was shown the, as the poster boy for good and patriotism. But, I, you know, he had it easy. Steve was praised. He went on that mission, if you remember. And he saved a load of people's lives. And he got rewarded for it. But he was a white man. Isaiah, on the other hand, he faced brutal racism. He was told he was worthless. He was used as a disposable weapon. But he knew that. He he was given no worth as a human. And when he wasn't needed, he was locked away for, I believe it was about 17 years, it said. And... He was experimented on even then. And it's it's horrible when I think about it. I'm so sorry because I the images from Truth Red, White and Black, it still haunts me. Even though I was 
one or two years old when this book came out. I re I read it a few years ago. Then I had to reread it. You know, to I reread it for the sake of purpose of this discussion, and I still cry when I read it because you realise how tough Isaiah had it compared to Steve. You know, and I think this is, and I think because of the way Steve had it glamorized for him, he had it. You know, he was always positive about it. He fought for the the little guy, but I don't think Isaiah saw it that way. Isaiah was bitter, and understandably, he did amazing things. He was. He saved lots of people, but he never got the acknowledgement for it. He was tortured for it. He was locked up. He was punished because he was a black man. He stole the suit of Captain America and did the dirty work that Steve did not do. And the fact that he got treated like a pile of crap for it disgusts me. It disgusts me that they were allowed to get away with it the the fact that they were allowed they covered it up brushed it under the carpet like nothing happened and they told the family that he was dead it, it angers me I'm sorry but it angers me he was the little guy that Steve did not fight for in my eyes I don't know if he fought for that, for Isaiah. I bet that Steve didn't even know about it. Apparently he didn't in Truth, Red, White and Black when they first meet. He did not know. But the impact on Isaiah compared to Steve, Steve was uncorrupted. Steve was perfect. Isaiah. Oh, sorry, I'm getting emotional. Isaiah was left with the mind of a child. Isaiah, his life was ruined by the super soldier serum. Isaiah was ruined in the eyes of people, you know. And the fact that they were willing to brush it under the carpet and wiped him from history. It's disgusting. It's sad. You know, and I don't know why he did it. I don't understand why they were willing to go that far to do it. But it was, but I have never been so disgusted by something in my life. Not that he was left as a child. That is so rad that they, that happened. Nothing wrong with it. Because I know, I know what it's like. I can I am mentally a child. I, in my mind, I can be a five-year-old. I kind of know what that's like, you know. And the fact that it took until 1960 to get pardoned by a completely different president. It's wrong. It's so wrong. And the fact that his son, grandson, should I say, probably knew nothing about this 
for a long time. You know, it was horrible. I say it was. He's literally seen as a legend. He is seen as an amazing man in the eyes of the black superhero community. He is seen as the first. And the fact that he still inspires people, despite what he has gone through, despite everything that has happened to him, it's, it's an, he's an inspirational man. <sighs> Sorry. He is a great man. And the fact that he was treated so badly is disgusting. However, yeah, like I said, it did put an impact on his body and mind. He wasn't corrupted the same way as another Captain America that I will be going into right now. Now that we've done the comparison between Steve and Isaiah, the other two most important Captain Americas, Sam Wilson and John Walker. Now, I see these two as the modern versions of Steve and Isaiah. Sam... He was the son of a minister. He was born in Harlem. He was, um, you know, he was, He wanted to be a hero. He's the only one of these four that is human. Not, not saying that they're not human, but he's the only one that is not a super soldier. The fact that he was willing to, you know, become a hero in his own right, without powers, he even took on the mantle of Captain America when... Steve was, you know, turned into an old man and everything. Um, he was basically left. He, I can't, Im- I don't know if it would have been as bad as I, what Isaiah went through. But he probably went through a lot of racism in his life. A lot of racism. Police brutality. Um, some of the issues that black people face today. And then you get John Walker. John Walker was Miss Captain America in the 1980s. He came along in the Mark Runwald run, I believe it was. And he was, he's more well known to me as a US agent, but I consider John Walker important because John Walker, I feel, was shown was, you know, he was the turning point to me, you know, where they went for a grittier, edgier Dark Captain America after John Walker, you know, when Steve was replaced. Look at Bucky Barnes, for example. He was edgy. He was grittier. He was a bit darker, but not much darker, but you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> John Walker... Was a part, uh, I believe he was part of the military. He was not as decorated as the show, and you know, the MCU made him out to be. He, the fact that he was rewarded as Captain America, 
Um, Steve, Steve actually chose Sam when Sam eventually took over. The government put John in cap the Captain America mantle. Nobody else. But he was a white man. He was um, a white man that probably ticked all the boxes in their minds that Steve Rogers did not back in the 1940s. The boxes that Isaiah did not because of the colour of his skin. You know, um, the fact that... I think it's also interesting that Sam is the little man as well. He not a little man, little man, but you know he he has a moral compass, a very strong moral compass, and a good one at that. And even though he became Captain America and had no super soldier serum in him, he had experience on his side of being around Steve Rogers since I believe the sixties or seventies in the comics. Um, and he did probably suffer prejudice in as a black man and i think that made makes him different from the other three captain because i think i see a lot of isaiah and sam in a way and i think the reason i see a lot of isaiah and sam in that perspective is because not just because they're black men but they probably experienced he probably experienced racism in a different way to what Isaiah experienced but they probably still suffered it they still did not you know he struggled at the end of the day they probably felt so much weight of it the mantle on their shoulders as black men knowing that they would probably be hated for it makes it even sadder you know um as no anyway back onto john john to me he was a spoiled white man he had everything put on a plate to him and he but he now had to suffer the consequences of having the weight of a title and legacy on his shoulders that he probably didn't know what how to live up to I think he struggled under that weight, you know, in the comments. Even though he tried his best, even though he was edgier, he tried to put a twist on Captain America that probably in the eyes of the US government did not agree with. Looking at the, t looking at the MCU here, killing a man in front of a load of people, uh -uh, not a good idea what, just saying. I'm not going to be going back to that much, but you know what I mean. I think that he went on the dial, not saying he did, but you could tell he was struggling with the mantle. He was probably having a lot of issues, John Walker. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't a good man, but he was a perfect soldier in the eyes of the government, and I don't think the government cared about the man. You know, and I think that's the pattern between these four. They didn't care about the man; they cared about the perf trying to have the perfect soldier underneath that mantle. 
And I think that makes it even sadder. Because these men probably had issues. You know, underlying issues that they struggled with. But nobody was willing to help them. No, man, John wasn't, isn't perfect. He, nobody's probably going, nobody's going to be singing his praises going, Hallelujah, John's a perfect man. Hallelujah, John's a perfect man. No, nobody is going to do that. Because he's killed. He snapped when his parents were brutally murdered by a group named the Watchdogs, it's very graphic. I remember reading this and I was like, oh my god. And would you have seen, I know this is an unfair comparison, but would you have seen any, like, Steve do that? No. I don't think so. You know, Steve at the time was had been thrown out because he had killed a man. But still. I think that still makes him a very interesting, him very interesting, the fact that he was willing to go over that line. Yeah, he should have been careful about how it happened. But I think he came across as entitled. It probably, I think it's also to do with the background he had. You know, that he felt that he should have this role. That he was better. I think in certain ways he did change things. Um, he probably changed the way people looked at Captain America going forward. You know, seeing what he did. And the fact that you had this edgy Captain America and then you'd get another one about... Just over 20 years later in Bucky... I know I mentioned I said I wasn't going to bring up Bucky much, but I needed to bring him in because to make this point. You'd get two edgy Captain Americas in the space of over 20 years. That did very similar... Yeah, Bucky was an assassin, but the fact that they were willing to kill people, they were willing to toe that very thin line that is very hard to toe, of whether they were bad guys or good guys... Made them both interesting Captain Americas to me. And I do think that is the reason why I think John Walker works better as US agent. US agent. Sorry, I'm being weird. Leave me alone. But Sam, where was Sam? He didn't have that privilege, white privilege, as most people would call it. As a white person, I kind of understand what this means. Um, But I try not to take advantage of that, you know. Um, he probably saw many people being killed by the police, gang violence. He probably saw so much death and losing people so unfairly. It's probably something he's already dealt with. You know, before coming, becoming Captain America. Before even becoming Falcon. I think he'd seen it all before. Not in a bad way, but seen it all before, you know? Um, now, I think the way they're portrayed, I don't think it helps that they're seen as in, the, invincible. I don't think they're all invisible. They've all had a weakness. 
Isaiah, I don't know who that weakness was. I can't remember for the life of me if he did. Um, Sam, I think Sam would have dropped everything for the second Falcon that he got in his run as Captain America, Joaquin Torres. Torres, I, I think I pronounced this right. Joaquin Torres, I believe. Anyways, um, who was a Hispanic teenager who was experimented on. He be- was forced to become a human falcon hybrid. This falcon being Red Wing, who was apparently a vampire as well. Um, <laughs> though it's made it permanent and it's very messy. I Go back and listen to the Joaquin Torres episode uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically. In other words, um, Sa- Steve had Bucky. He was willing to drop everything for Bucky. He probably would have given his life for Bucky when Bucky wasn't being a dick, <laughs> obviously. Um, which I don't think was all his choice. Um, and for John, it was Lamar Hoskins. Now, if you don't know who Lamar Hoskins is, Lamar Hoskins is Battlestar. He is also an African-American man who fought alongside a white man who was willing to fight the good fight for his people, for the country. Um, Lamar, I love Lamar. Lamar is a sweetheart who deserves more credit than he gets. Um, I think, I think, I don't think it's a bad thing. But it makes it interesting that they have these characters that are kind of like they're kryptonite. Not in a bad way, but like their weakness. Like this like their strength is what they have in them and the fact that they're willing to fight every day to survive, get rid of the villains. But they have this weakness when it comes to their best buddies. And I think that's kind of adorable. Um, anyways, so, um, to me, when you look at each of these four, I know I've brushed aside the other five, and I am so sorry, but I did say that I was going to be focusing on these four for the rest of the conversation. When I look at these four... You kind of see that. Well, I wouldn't say Isaiah is a bad guy. I think Isaiah was dealt crappy cards that made him, you know, a question his faith in America. John was just a dick, in my opinion. <laughs> the fact that he had these views, the fact that he did this horrible f- stuff. That he did in the 80s. And still did after that. I think if I had to guess how long it's taken John Walker to get any kind of redemption. I think it took him 20 years. Well, maybe over 20 years. I don't think John started redeeming himself for 20 years. He was going around being a bad guy. He was being a dick. Especially to Hawkeye and the West Coast Avengers. But we're not really going to talk about that 
until we I get to the John Walker episode, which I have got lined up for season one, so I will be getting to it soon. But anyways, um, and then you get Steve and Sam. They're both considered good. I think all four of them are considered good guys in a way. Isaiah, yes, he doesn't have a strong faith like the other three in what they believe in America. Yeah, there was time Sam questioned the American government. It's probably why he got so much shit and backlash for it. That they were like, not my cat, not my this, sorry, not my this, not my that, yada, yada, yada. That he still fought the good fight. And I think that, and that kind of moves me on to my next point about Sam. Sam, I think, is a mix of all three of these, of a three Captain Americas. He shows characteristics of all three of them. John, Isaiah, and Steve. In Steve, Steve, in the Steve and Sam I see is that he fights for what's right. He's not afraid to fight for what he thinks. What he thinks is the right thing. Isaiah, what I see in Isaiah, you know, of Isaiah, Isaiah in Sam... I apologise, it's just every time I think of Isaiah, I get so emotional, you know, um, anyways, um, he fights for the little guy and for the respect that he feels he should have, that Isaiah did not get, Isaiah saw himself as the little guy that Steve didn't, probably didn't fight for, and the government brushed aside like, no, he didn't exist, and, I think that's what makes Sam interesting, but I also want to talk about this, what I see in John, of John in him. He fights for the cause. He's not afraid to fight for a cause, for a reason. He's probably going to have a very good reason why he's kicking your ass, you know? Like John probably would. Now, Sam can look at the situation... He can try, but he can also find the best outcome from the three. You know, from these characteristics that he gets from these other three Captain Americas. But this leads to my next point. Was Steve the only exception in this super soldier experiment? The rest, most of them went bitter and bad and easily controlled... John technically wasn't. Yeah, he went a bit mad. But I think there was reasons leading up to that. And one thing just set him off. That wasn't John's fault. Isaiah. He didn't ask to be experimented on. But because he was a soldier, he was seen as imperious to the white people. You know... Sam isn't a super soldier, so he's kind of out out of the question for this point. Steve even stayed optimistic. He would stand up and say no to some things that he did not agree with, which is why John Walker took over as Captain America in the first place. 
And when you think about this journey, he stayed out. He stayed the outcast, despite the change. He was he he was stuck. In, he was a man out of time. You know, he was from the nineteen forties, and he was stuck in ice for twenty years when he came back in the nineteen sixties in the comics. He was still willing to fight the good fight, even though he, it might have been a lost cause. I think Steve is probably the anomaly because he had what would be considered the perfect experience. John did not. Isaiah did not. Sam didn't. And he wasn't a super soldier. He was treated like crap even when he was Captain America, even though he did not have the super soldier serum in him. Now, I'm going to kind of go into where I think we'll see these characters in media. Um, We've seen Bucky in media. We've seen Sam in media. We've seen Steve's technically no longer around. We've seen Isaiah. We've seen John. We've seen these five. But, like I mentioned, Bucky is not really kind of important in this conversation because he wasn't Captain America long enough. But the fact that he has been seen as a friend, someone that stands by the side of both Steve and Sam, says a lot about his character and where he has come, how far he has come from when he was brainwashed and Forced to become super, not super soldier, winter soldier. That said a lot about him. Isaiah, I think we will see as a mentor to Sam. I think that he will be the one Sam goes to for advice because Isaiah has been in Sam's shoes. He has tried to be Captain America, you know, a black Captain America that the US government do not want. He's been there. You know, John, I think John will, because he has become US agent, I think John could be an ally, but I think he could also be a pawn in their side, where he might show up. I don't know. Um, I don't think we'll ever see, we'll see, Sharon seems to be a bad guy at the moment, but Sharon's not been in this, I don't care. We're not going to talk about her. Bye-bye, Sharon. Bye. Force you out the door. But I think we. I would like to see. I would. There's certain aspects of Isaiah and John. I would like to see explored more. I think I'd like to see, like. Isaiah's backstory explored. I'd like to see, you know. Isaiah. You know, being an, someone to look up to, like he is in the comics, he is seen as an inspiration to the black superhero community. And I, I want that to be seen. I think that's the kind of figure Isaiah will become. Mate, potentially. And the fact that Sam is willing to go to this man and get advice of being, you know... In Captain America, even though he has such negative experiences, I think it'd be interesting to see that 
them bounce off each other like in that way like that mental mentee relationship explored john i'd like to see his i i think john has ptsd that i think could be explored i'd like to see the psychological side of john walker explored I feel it wasn't explored enough. And I think it'd be interesting to see where they go with him next. And, um... I don't think we'll ever see the other four. You know, I think it'd be too complicated. I think, um... I do think it's interesting... That you do have these other forgotten Captain Americas. But I think they're forgotten for a reason. I think they're they're not seen in media for a reason. Um, So base. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. And let me know your opinions on the Captain America legacy. What you think of my discussion. Do you think I should have expanded a bit more on the Captain Americas? You know, should I have looked at, analysed some other Captain Americas a bit more? Um, let me know uh, on Twitter at Lessons81, on Patreon and patreon.com forward slash comic book lessons. Um, let me know uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comic book lessons. I rarely use that, but I might see it um, when I check it every now and then. Um, but until my next discussion, bye!